0: What's going on, guys? It's Chance, and you guys are listening to the Beyond Kicks podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Beyond Kicks podcast. Uh, we got an exciting one today. We have our first guest, Chance Dubnik, otherwise known as Chanced. I think it's uh, Chanced412, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Yeah. He's, got, he's got some numbers at the end. I'm not exactly sure uh, what those numbers are, but I am Charlie, otherwise known as Winona Kicks. And I'm Seth, also known as Same Old Sneakers. Sweet. So what's new with you, man? You were just telling me kind of uh, before we started recording what you got going coming up here. Yeah. So
2: the past week I had two pairs of early sneakers
1: that were really cool that I got to make some content
2: around. I had the Air Jordan 2 Lucky Greens. And, dude, that shoe is beautiful. I think it I like is those. so nice. Uh I typically like i lot. i like the two lows better than the highs but just what they did with mm-hmm. it to make it look kind of vintage and everything like i don't it just i love it if i can get my hands on them i don't know if i could pull them off or wear them that much but i think they're it'd be cool. uh, they're highs
1: aren't they yeah yeah I'm but, not a big too high mm-hmm. guy but those uh Same. green and and like that age sale color i mean it's just it's beautiful
2: i'm a huge fan
1: yeah so those were
2: sick got to make some content around those take some photos and then i got a pair i think it's a women's exclusive dunk low i really don't know much about it uh it was a sample pair so there's not even a size tag or anything to even know so we'll see when more information on that goes out but were those the uh the
1: neapolitans yeah the little
2: i like those a lot neapolitan I think color
1: they're very different is that the actual colorway name or is that just no
2: there's no nothing i actually just had a poll on my instagram if you follow me over there just to see mm-hmm. what people thought a funny creative name would be so i posted a poll got a few answers in picked the best two posted them and my followers went with neapolitan so
1: it, we ran with honestly it. that's what i thought they would be called on like it makes we sense we just had didn't we yeah. have the uh I think it was the was Air the Jordan... Force One. They well, we did a Neapolitan had a, We just had a deal. Jordan Neapolitan, didn't we? Was it the Jordan 3? I think you're right. Jordan Neapolitan 3. It sounds yes. right. But... Yes, yeah. It was the... Uh... God, they're just dropping so many pairs, I can't even remember them. Um, exactly. In... Uh... I think it was either June or July, they dropped one. They look like the Mochas, but instead of having just a regular white midsole, they... Uh... Have like a pink tone. Yeah. So they are called so, Neapolitans. But pretty yeah. Pretty cool stuff. But we had
2: some fun with that. I would love to start getting like early GR shoes like that. I'm assuming it's a general release shoe and kind of let the people decide what it should be named. Because on half these sneaker blogs, you see all these mm-hmm. names and crazy names for sneakers. And I'm like, who comes up with these? Why not us?
1: You do. <laughs> you do now. <laughs> exactly.
2: I do now. So we'll see if that's something I've always kind of wanted to do. But we'll see if it takes off or i just think it'd be fun uh the only gripe i had with that sneaker though is the quality was all over the place so on the toe box where it kind of had that greenish seafoam kind of color that Mm -hmm. was like very typical dunk quality where you could tell it would crease very easily but on the swoosh and like the heel cap where it was brown and the swoosh was navy the quality on that leather was amazing like, very tumbled, very premium. So I'm like, why would you put the premium leather on the place where it doesn't really matter? <laughs> why wouldn't you put it on the toe box where if you actually wear the shoe, which is what it's made for, like, it wear better. So I don't know. But I thought it was huh. a cool pair.
1: Yeah, that's, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, I thought it was weird. And then uh, later today or tomorrow, I'm supposed to be picking up, I think, seven pairs of sneakers, early sneakers. So we'll see. What all that brings, uh, but I'm excited for it. Make me, uh, give me a little project to work on throughout the week. So can you just any one. of
1: those pairs yet? Or are you uh, keeping it a secret because the podcast so, comes out on uh, Thursday?
2: So. Thursday, yeah. The only one I know right now is a pair of the orange lobsters, and it's going to be an OG All pair. Going to have the box, apparently the extra laces and everything. So it'll be cool wow. to see the actual unboxing experience with those. Um I know I've had them in the past but just take some more updated photos because that was one of the first few pairs I got in so mm-hmm. the photos were decent but I feel like I could do better now so
1: we'll see Well now you have the but, box and that I I had that exactly. pair too the same pair that you had and I mean it was Yeah it's cool but it's like the early pairs that's kind of a lot of people have an issue with is there's no box because I mean they're literally getting snuck out of the factory so it's like yeah. you can get a box like to see what I'm wondering if it's like just the regular rainbow box, or if they're doing a cool box with that. Or I mean, yeah, I'm knows, not. I'm not too familiar on the
2: lobster packaging. I don't really know what they come in, but I think I wonder it's if the they're rainbow. doing a special
1: box pair, too it'd be cool. They've always done like the green lobsters. I had that special box. It was really cool. It was like a lobster yeah. crate. I oh, thought that so was cool. really cool. So I'm wondering if they're doing um, a special box. And I know, I think it was the blue pair. It might have been the red pair, they Mm -hmm. did a friends and family colorway, and that was actually the yellow lobsters. And so they've kind of done like some more exclusive stuff with these lobster drops. I'm wondering if they're doing anything like that or if this is just like, we're just doing this. I guess we'll see. What do you think? Because I know a a few weeks
2: ago they announced that they are doing a white lobster, which is going to be a friends and family exclusive. What do you think about Mm -hmm.
1: those? I think they're super fire. I like all white shoes i think that there's not a ton of details on it i mean it's just like it's another lobster it's gonna do yeah. really well um i think i honestly hope they are exactly like the yellow pair because then they would be super exclusive and they're like the elusive twenty, thirty thousand dollar pair yeah. i like that because it's a lot of the pairs that we have like that are older um, I'm trying to. that think is of, true like, the most recent pair that's like super exclusive with the was the man fours, force and that was like 150 pairs and um, those are going for like 20 30 grand and like to see those in hand it's like one of those pairs that's it's cool. Yeah. Wow. I mean I can't believe I'm actually seeing this because there's 150 in the world and so if we saw like the yellow or the the white lobsters to be like that if it was on the orange lobster drop and they were like a friends and family like there's 20 or 30 pairs out there. That would be really cool. If they're a general release, I would be game for that, too. Um, But uh, who knows? Hey, guys. Sorry to pause the show. So I'm editing the podcast
2: right now and realized my audio cut out for the rest of me and Charlie talking. So without further ado, let's jump into our interview with Chance.
1: Yeah. So we are welcomed by Chance. Um, We just got done talking about some sneaker news. So I I have a quick question for you. So we were talking... We talked for probably twenty minutes just about what we've been up to and some upcoming news. I know you've seen it, the lost and founds getting backdoored right off the rip. Let's just get right into it. What are your What are your thoughts on the nitty gritty? The, the, the Jordan one, the, the lost and founds getting backdoored. I know you've seen it, so
0: uh, I think it's kind of makes me mad a little bit, not because of the whole backdooring hmm. and stuff like that, but I I think that backdooring sneakers needs to be done like privately and not shown to like the public because that really can ruin a release and ruin like people's respect and the reputation of the
2: store too. Yeah. It's like,
0: yeah, because like, and, and I'm not like a reseller or anything like that. Like I don't really care about when it comes to the resell and the hype and all that stuff. If I like a shoe, I like the shoe, but for example like the the 11s or the cherry Mm -hmm. i think they're the cherry ones the red Mm -hmm. like or or those those fours like they the release literally gets ruined all the hype everything about like the drop of the shoe just gets ruined when this backdooring happens and it's just i don't know like i I feel like it really does ruin a release and it, it just ruins like the whole concept of of, like, dropping the shoe, and it just makes it less special. Like, it's cool to see, like, early pairs, like, here and there, but when you see somebody with 50 pairs, full-size run, like, they're either fake or, you know, it's just, like, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. I I just think it kind of ruins it.
1: True. That's exactly what we were talking about, and I think the biggest example of this recently was Marcus Jordan in the trophy rooms. I mean, the price is – Allegedly, he was selling them for over two grand a pop back door, and so the people that are already that have bought a hundred pairs for two thousand dollars, like, they're not gonna let sell them for a huge loss. The price automatically on those was super high. It's different with the lost and founds. We were talking about how in the last four or five days, the price on the lost and found has dropped from eleven to twelve hundred dollars to five to six hundred dollars. So I kind of want to.
0: It, it, it just it just ruins it. Like, I, me personally, when it comes to the Chicago colorway, anything Chicago colorway, that's me, okay? I love it. I love that shoe. I wanted that shoe. I thought it was so cool. I got the 2015s. I got the we breads. I got the, the wall, lows. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Like, the Chicago is my shoe. Yeah. And for, I don't know, just for this to happen, it's just, like, it's just, like, takes the fun out of it. It's, like. Exactly. I don't know, man. It's like doing Halloween as a kid, but you can't trick or treat.
1: It just takes <laughs> the fun out of it when you backdoor <laughs> all the pairs, and then you just go to the store and buy the candy. <laughs> yeah, it's like not as fun.
0: That's so So, true. what would
1: you pay resale wise for them? Because we've talked about it. I I think we're both in agreement that resale under five hundred is kind of what we're shooting for. If it's anything over that, we're just gonna try to get the retail pair. What? If you don't hit for retail, what would you realistically pay for this regardless of the resale market now? What would you pay for this upcoming Last and Found drop?
0: Um, nowhere near a thousand. I would I would probably be around with you guys like I want to say like four something or less mm-hmm. with with me already having the Chicago's. It's like <laughs> I don't really think I don't think that shoe is worth the money that it's going for. You know what I I'm agree. saying?
2: yeah
0: I, I just don't think it's worth it like for example like a bread toe jordan one right to me that shoe is probably worth that four hundred dollar range because it's good materials it's just a classic or like or not a classic but like you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah. but yeah, like yeah, OG, some yeah. of these shoes some of these shoes are just not worth the amount of money like the black cat force like that shoe is not worth that amount of money. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That shoe still so, blows
2: my mind, man. I don't get it.
0: It it doesn't make sense. And I know people have their grails and people like the shoe technically because of the market, it does go for that money. But in my mind, it's just like that shoe should not go for that amount of money.
2: Yeah. I don't think I'll ever see it as that expensive of a, sh- of a shoe because those released when i worked at champs a while ago and they sat on shelves for weeks Mm -hmm. no one really
1: cared and then two years down the road a grand and i'm like what and we're seeing it now (laughs) with retros at the malls i mean we're seeing it starting to pop up where they're starting to sit which i like i think we're all in agreement. we like to see it because the pairs that we actually want to get we can buy i love it
0: yeah and, and and for example like the new Travis Scott Reverse Mocha, right? Mm-hmm. That shoe is not worth twelve hundred dollars, right? No, I'm in agreement. But for example, the Amaignier Jordan Three, in my opinion, that shoe is kind of worth. I'm not saying it's worth a thousand plus, but it's like respectable to have the market be kind of where it is. Yeah,
2: and there's a cool story behind that shoe too. All the Travis's, it's right. just like up oh, here's another. Neutral Tone, Jordan 1 with the reverse swoosh. Here's a grand. Yeah. Like, it's fine. And but
0: and I, I, I did it. I bought him right away. I don't the blame out. you. So yeah. I, I mean, it's a
2: question <laughs> at the end of the day. But, you know, beauty in the eyes of the
1: beholder. Yeah, exactly. So I got a question for you. What This is from our listeners. We asked for questions. We kind of talked about this a little bit before you got on. We crowdsourced the questions because it's – I know you personally, I know Seth knows you maybe a little bit, but it's kind of fun to see the the viewers and the listeners to ask questions. So this is the first one I want to ask, and this is from T-Money on Instagram. And he's wondering, what is the sneaker that made you start collecting? We obviously see a big wall of sneakers behind you. You talk about the OGs, such as the Chicago's and the Brad's. So what was that first shoe that got you into collecting? Okay, so for me, the
0: very first shoe that got me into it was my great vibes so they were i think 2013
1: that sounds right um i believe so
0: and so what i i grew up pretty like pretty poor so what we would always do is plato's closet that was my favorite place in the world Mm -hmm. was plato's closet so i would go to plato's closet and find shoes bring them home for i mean like cheap and uh, hit them with the toothbrush clean them up wear them to school like that was me right I was also like a skater as a kid I was big into skateboarding so I had the dunks and stuff like that and I would just I mean trash them like it wasn't it wasn't I had like a few pair of dunks and vans and stuff like that but those are my skate shoes and then for my school shoes I would go for the Jordans and the very first Jordan retro, cause I had team Jordans and stuff. I was just getting mm-hmm. whatever I could get my hands on. Yeah. And, um, the very first pair of like that got me into it was the great fives. I think I was in seventh grade. I want to say, okay. and, wow. uh, I begged my dad. We had like a budget for Christmas. Each kid got the same budget. Mm-hmm. And then you would ask for whatever you wanted in that budget. And, um, it, it kind of like spoiled Christmas because it wasn't a mm-hmm. surprise. But I scoured eBay and I went from price like lowest to high. And yep. uh, this is before StockX, for Goat, for all that kind of stuff. Um, I scoured eBay. I found this pair of Grape 5s in my size. They were used, but they were clean. And I purposely bought them like a whole size up just in case my feet would grow. And um, Thinking ahead. So I, I, <laughs> uh, that was it. And my, I remember my dad, uh, he was the one that bought them he was so mad because uh my siblings would get like maybe an ipod or get like some sort of like electronic thing like an xbox game or like headset or something like that and i got a used pair of (laughs) shoes like to to somebody who's not into sneakers (laughs) that sounds like crazy or like paying 200 dollars 200 for a used pair of shoes is like insane but to me like i was the happiest kid in the world I threw them on, started taking pictures in my living room, sending it to, I didn't, none of my friends were really into sneakers, but it was like, for me, I sent it to a few of my friends, they didn't really care, but I was like, through the roof, bro, and I I just had a, with those great fives, I would wear them like, once every like, two weeks, like that was like my thing, the second I got home, toothbrush, hit them, and they they just sat, and I still, I still have them to this day, and I still wear them to this day. That's
2: so cool
1: i love yeah, that such I a classic we we talk about ogs and stuff i mean that's like that's one of those that's like it's such a classic pair
0: yeah like when when i think of the grapes i think of the fresh prince of bel-air which i used to watch that too i know exactly. they have like the, the yeah. bel-air fives yeah. but to me i when i think of that shoe i think of fresh prince uh no
1: laces in them i was just you know gonna what I'm say saying? no laces yep yeah
0: so that's that's for me i was like i always thought that was like the coolest thing
1: i love it so
2: i have one for you as well um as far as content goes when did you start posting videos on the internet and why sneakers and it also goes into another question from 80 sneakers or 80 sneaks friend of the show love him uh content wise who are some people you admire so we'll kind of group those two questions together
0: got you so for me like i said before I grew up pretty low income and um there was times where it was just like all i did was watch youtube because i had a phone and i had service on the phone but when it came to like i didn't watch tv that much we didn't really even have tv playing video games here and there but it was like i always had a phone with service on it and so I just I like just grew up watching YouTube. I my first ever YouTube account. I'm not gonna say the name of it. Cause it's kind of embarrassing, but uh, I was 10 years old, and I remember that because in the the name my YouTube name there was a 10 at the end because I was just turning 10 years old nice and I used to make skate I used to make skateboard videos that was my first ever, thing ever my
1: everyone's got to go look for that right now <laughs> no dude no
0: <laughs> it's still public like I don't know any of the passwords or anything to like take it down or private it it's still public but it's nothing to do with my name or anything but you're probably not gonna find it but anyway <laughs> um, I, I made skate videos and stuff like that I, I always liked shoes but I could never afford them so it's just kind of like same boat. you know. Yeah. So basically, I I, I knew that I could do it. And I knew that I wanted to do it. I just didn't know what niche. And so Mm -hmm. fast forward, uh, I was graduating high school, I had no plans on going to college, I had no idea what I was going to do. I used to have like, the worst anxiety in my life because all my friends were going to college. All my friends were going into the army or going into something. Yeah. And I here I am working at Walmart, graduating high school. I have no idea what I wanted to do. So I wanted to do, I I just like, top of my head, I was like, social media. I'm going to do social media. I don't know what. I don't know how. I'm going to do social mm-hmm. media. And so I graduated and they literally said that when I walked across the stage. They were like, so-and-so is going to university or whatever. And then I go up and they're like, chance plans to pursue social media <laughs> and it was like quiet. And uh, do you know, have that on funny. recording? I don't have it on recording, oh, but in, that like, my so year- hard. in my yeah. yearbook and on my like graduation cards, it literally says chance plans to pursue a career in social media, like just <laughs> very broad. Yeah. And I literally had 300 followers on Instagram and probably 45 friends on Snapchat, like that was me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to make it work. I'm going to figure something out. And if all else fails, I want to do social media for uh, somebody else. Basically, like I just I something to do with social media. And so I remember one day it was just super weird. I I refused to download TikTok because I thought it was like dancing and like, just not like I, I have a I have a younger sister. And uh, my younger sister would always make, like, the dancing TikToks and stuff like that. So in my head, that's what I thought it was. I was team Instagram. And uh, I always wanted to just blow up on Instagram. That was my thing. And uh, I remember one day, I I would see on Instagram, every single post was, like, a TikTok just posted on Instagram. This was before Reels and all that. But, like, all the viral TikToks would be posted on those big pages on Instagram. So I remember this day. I got off work at Walmart at 8 p.m. and I was driving home and I was like, "You know what? Whatever." I downloaded TikTok. Didn't open it, didn't nothing. I got home, I made my account. I didn't even have a username, didn't have a profile picture, didn't nothing. Zero followers. I didn't even scroll on the for you page. I didn't nothing. I literally I just had this TikTok idea that I wanted to do. And I got home, I made the account, immediately just went to like the video feature to make the video. I didn't scroll, I didn't have anybody, like I didn't have any inspiration or nothing yeah. like that. It mm-hmm. was just an idea that I wanted to do. And I made this video, uh, it was it was a terrible video, but I made the video, uh, posted it probably 9, 10 p.m. Uh, did some some uh, schoolwork, cause I was doing college here and there, like just little community college. Mm-hmm. Did some schoolwork. Went to bed, woke up in the morning, 300,000 views, and I had I had 1,000 followers. And on my Instagram, like I said, I had like 300 followers. Yeah. So I was like, yo, like, Wait a this second. is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so the next day, uh, the next day I had off work. And I remember I was talking to my girlfriend. I'm like, yo, I need to make another video. Like, that was cool. Like, that was dope. I didn't think TikTok was like that. I didn't think anybody cared about sneakers on TikTok. And I don't know, I was just, I literally just had a pair of Yeezys and uh, I made a video with these Yeezys. Basically my very first video ever was me on my computer and I went to StockX and I was like browsing StockX and you know how you can drag and like rotate the shoe? Yeah. I grabbed grabbed the shoe out of the screen and then it was in my hand and that was it. That was just the video. And I was like looking at it and then I put it back in the screen.
2: I remember "Mm, that too,
0: Yeah." yeah. And I've remade it a few times, yeah. but it was like, it got like 300,000 views. And then my next video did like hundred thousand views. And I was like, yo, I'm like, that's all I needed. Like I'm posting every day. <laughs>
2: that's crazy.
0: Yeah. And then so the
2: then second part, part two who are that. some content creators that you admire or that you, you know, just found inspiration in once you started making content, I guess.
0: Um, so I, I grew up, on the sneaker um side i watched a lot of like gaming stuff and sneakers but on the sneaker side it was uh richie lee like i watched every single richie lee video and yeah. this was like i was young yeah. so it was like it was uh more like the skits and funny stuff i literally every single day um would watch richie lee and if you didn't post i'd watch an old video it was just like something i had to do and um that was that and like probably harrison harrison neville which came a little bit after but like those were just my two people um that i just constantly watched and that's kind of like when i made started making these tiktoks it was like i tried to make them like those old richie lee videos the old skits and like funny type yeah um that's that's where i got a lot of my old skits from was like just well from watching as a kid i always want to do skits and be funny and you know, just have fun with it and not, not be more so of like, have to do this, have to get content up. I was just like, I just want to have fun. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But true.
1: Yeah. So talking about social media full time and kind of having fun with it, uh, we got a question talking about brand deals and kind of in order to do social media full time, you got to pay the bills. And so the question is, what are some of the brands that you have worked with? And what are some of the brands that you really want to work with that hasn't happened yet?
0: Some of the brands that I have worked with, um, just the bigger brands I'm going to say, mm-hmm. uh, just cuz people might not know the smaller ones, but some of the bigger brands, um, I worked with Sunday Night Football, I've worked with Popeyes, I've worked with Lids. Um, I've worked with OfferUp, Poshmark, Depop and Mercari. Um, I'm trying to like <laughs> start Regardless, like, that's a
2: star studded list. Oh
0: yeah. 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 That's amazing. So stuff like that, um, is super, it's super fun. Like when people think of brand deals, they think of like, yo, this dude's getting paid to tell you to buy something or yo, this dude's getting paid exactly to tell you, you know, but in, in my head, like when it's a company that I actually enjoy, um, like for example, like Lids, Popeyes, Sunday Night Football, like all these are stuff that I do like normally. Yeah. So for me to to do a partnership with Lids, yes, it is like paid promotion, but also like I love fitteds. I have fitteds, like that's that's super cool. So for me to go in and make a video at Lids getting fitteds, like I'm gonna do the best on my part because I love the company and I, I just, I already buy the hats, I already do all that stuff. So it's like, I wanna make it good So I guess they like it and I'm cool with it because it's just something I enjoy or Popeye's for example, too. I love Popeye's. So it was like to make a video with Popeye's was like, I'm game. Like, let's do it.
2: Exactly. I love that. Awesome. So you did start making short form content. That's awesome. What did, uh, I'm trying to think how to word this. So I've noticed recently that you've been killing it on YouTube and long form content. How has the transition from making short form content to long form content been for you? Because I know for a lot of creators, like
1: it's hard, you know. And I want to add on to that too, for people that are just doing short form, TikTok. We kind of don't don't really know how long it's going to be around. YouTube's been around forever. It may just be the next YouTube. We don't really know. But for the people that do want to get into long form, what are some tips on how to make that transition as well? Um, so for tips,
0: um, for me, I always wanted to do the long form, just I did the short form because it was fun and it was easy and it was just something you could do whenever you're you have free time, a long video, long form content is hours worth of work versus a TikTok. You can do a TikTok in four or five minutes, get it up, you can go viral, whatever. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to long form content, based off of your personal standards, like you're filming a 10 minute YouTube video. That's also three, four hours with the editing thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Like at least, it's a yeah. lot more work. Yeah, at least it's like it's a lot more work. So people people don't really do the long form content or they don't find success in the long form content because it's a lot of work for very little reward. And, and with the short form content, you can go zero to a hundred quick. You can go like, You can grow very quickly and very easily, you know, off those five minutes time to do it versus a long video. You might spend six hours, seven hours on a video and have it flop. And then you're just like, well, I can make more money and I can grow and get more followers on short term content. So it's just easier. Um, But for me, what I would say is, if you're doing good in short form content and you want to tra- transition to that long form content, I would not say like, "Hey everybody on TikTok, go follow me on YouTube." Because those TikTok followers, those TikTok followers follow you because they watch you for 30 seconds or a minute. They don't watch you for 10, 15 minutes. So, transferring those people over is not necessarily going to get you. I'm sure there'll be like a smaller percentage that's a going a few diehard to, but I fans just, you know yeah yeah but um for me what i did is i post everywhere tiktok instagram facebook youtube pinterest everywhere and i i i grow my platform separately i like i bet you didn't even know i did the facebook like i'm not out here saying everybody go follow my facebook um it's more so i just want to build them separately and you have to be consistent if, if you really want to do it post on the same day, same time, set a schedule. If I'm gonna post once a week, I'm gonna post every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Or I'm gonna post every, like you have to make it your goal and you have to be consistent, even if the results isn't there, even if you know it's not about money or subscribers or nothing, it's about being consistent and everything else will come after that.
2: So true. Piggybacking off what you just said, is there a social media platform that you've been putting a lot more of your focus into now or are you just kind of broad all of them or like does instagram right now have your attention or TikTok, or youtube
0: um for now i would say youtube uh has my attention youtube and instagram uh because it's more reward for the effort which it's Mm -hmm. gonna get to that point um i'm not saying like financially either it's not just about money but like for example, if you have 100,000 followers on TikTok versus 20,000 on YouTube, if you sell something to your audience, if you sell merch or if you're doing something, a, a giveaway or anything for your audience, that 20,000 on YouTube is gonna be a lot more diehard than the 100,000 on TikTok. Just because if these people will watch a video of you talking for 10, 15 minutes, they they like you and they support you versus you know TikTok people just follow you cuz one video was funny and they might not ever see one of your videos again
1: yeah so looking yeah, at for, looking at YouTube and stuff i'm going to cut you off i want to <laughs> <laughs> Looking at YouTube i know you're talking about putting a lot of time into YouTube and stuff we're talking about all platforms and kind of yourself where do you see all this going in the next 3 to 5 years is YouTube's still going to be around. What are you going to be posting on? Where would you like to be? Just projections three to five years. What do you think about all this? Um. And the sneakers in general, too. Where do you think – I mean, obviously, we saw a huge boom during COVID. I mean, now it's kind of on the downward trend from where it was a couple of years ago. But um, three to five years, I mean, are you going to be making sneaker content? Or are you going to be doing something different? If you had to guess.
0: Um for me, three to five years, I usually don't look at it like that. Like I don't set a five year goal because you just never know. And so like with COVID or like with anything, like you just never know anymore. So I think it's unrealistic to say like, Oh, in five years, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to have this car. I'm going to have this many followers or whatever. Like to me, I think with the time, it's just like, you can't, you can't hold yourself to that standard because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And but for me, I would say like I'm still gonna be doing content. I, I love this, I love doing it every day, whether it's sneaker content or whether it's just content that I enjoy doing. Like there's a lot of stuff I do behind the scenes that nobody even knows about. I race motocross, I mm-hmm. I you know, ride dirt bikes, I go to car shows, I love cars, like I you know, like I do a bunch more stuff and I'm slowly trying to integrate that into my YouTube videos, like hey. You might only be subscribed and you might only be watching the video because I'm talking about a pair of shoes, but you know, you can see my day to day too. So it's, it's, uh, whether my content is going to be sneakers in five years or whether it's going to be just me doing whatever I do. I don't know.
2: I like it. And I feel like with your YouTube, you've definitely done a good job at integrating your everyday life into those videos Mm -hmm. as well. I enjoy watching it. I've been watching all of them recently and I'm just like okay so he he, you're able to capture the viewers attention and the retention rate is definitely there too so I don't know I find it interesting um let me see do you have another question Charlie
1: I do um what this you is got? from a listener as well we've obviously been going to these sneaker con events that's kind of how I met you in person they asked you've been going to them a lot longer than I have been. They asked, what was your favorite event location and why?
0: Um, I don't, I don't know. Like honestly I would say, um, LA or Vegas just because the, the bigger events are usually in the bigger cities like California, mm-hmm. Vegas, like these bigger cities. Usually, a lot more people come, and a lot more people. Uh, there's a lot different booths, and a lot cooler sponsors and stuff like that. It's different for every event, but usually, the bigger cities have um, a lot, just a lot more going on and a lot more fun. So, I would say LA or Vegas. Um, and, and also on my part too, like when I'm traveling to these events uh, outside of the event days, like I like to go and explore the city and drive around and go to like. I uh, like we've even asked like locals of whatever area we're in, Hey, what's the best place to go get a taco or what's the best burger place? What's the it's best wing f- place? Like,
1: it's the way to do it. It's, it's, That's yeah, the first it's thing you always fun. ask the Uber driver when you get out of the airport. Where do you go? <laughs> yeah. To
0: where, where do we eat at? Like, tell me if, if I'm staying here for two days, what's the places I have to go to?
1: I like that. that. Yeah. That totally makes sense. The bigger venues for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Awesome. So back into content, I'm curious because obviously when you're posting content, people only see what you want them to see. But like, what is your day to day content strategy like? I mean, people it's a good question. obviously don't see all the hours and hours of work you put into these videos. What is your day to day like?
0: Uh, my day to day is I have a dog. I have a little English bulldog puppy, uh, London. I wake up, I feed my dog. Uh, take her on a good walk, come back in and either start making videos or start editing videos from the day before every like the bulk of my day, like from like noon to like probably 10, 11 p.m. is like content, whether it's editing, whether it's filming or whether it's sitting down on a notepad and just trying to figure out like what's going to work. You know, that's usually my day to day. And it kind of sucks because um, like I have friends, I have family, I have stuff like that. Like I, you know, so it's like, it's a balance between work, I guess. I don't really see it as work because I genuinely love doing it, but it's a balance between like work and then also like family and friends and still having like relationships with people, you know what I'm saying, versus, doing this all by myself, literally sitting in my office by myself in the dark, just figuring something out, you know, I definitely get that. It's,
1: it's definitely a give and take. It, it's definitely a balancing act. And I, uh, I don't do YouTube as much. I, I have done a few long form videos in the past. I've kind of strayed away from it a little bit. So the time consumption on my end not as much as yours, but I, I definitely know where you're going with it. I'm Seth, I'm sure you've seen it now that you've started really picking up content and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, definitely setting aside time for it. But in a sense, I think of it as a way is I still got to make time for my girlfriend, for family events, for weddings. And I, I, I'm a little different on it because I'm not as hardcore content. I have a marketing job as well. I'm still in college and stuff. So it's definitely interesting to ask other creators their stance on it because I'm sure everyone's heard Mr. Beast where he was just grinding it for 10 years and all day, every day. I mean, he's been doing all the podcasts. We've all listened to that. And then there's some people that just do it so casually and it just works. So, I mean, there's definitely if you're listening and you want to get into the content or you're you're in the content, there's definitely many, many different avenues of it. But it's definitely interesting to hear. Like, I talk to you almost every day now and it's, I mean, I didn't. I didn't know you were grinding the content that much where it's that much of a time consumption. So when you see people succeeding at YouTube, I know we've talked about it. You're about to hit 200 K on YouTube. And I mean, that's like, there's a lot of hard work behind that. And a simple TikTok. a lot of people don't think about it, but I mean, actually concepting the idea behind it and getting the notepad out, like you said, that's a big time consumption as well. And people need to factor that in as well.
0: Yeah. And, and people, a lot of people in like, I'm from Kansas city. So Kansas is like a smaller town. Charlie's kind of similar, like smaller town, Mm -hmm. more country farming, stuff like that, uh, going on. But people like, man, it must be nice. Like, it must be nice. All you got to do is make videos and you can pay your bills (laughs) or or like, like, I wish I could just post a video and, and pay my bills right. and not have to go work all day. But then you don't see literally at four o'clock in the morning when you got to be at SneakerCon in three hours and you're in the hotel pulling an all-nighter, making sure your video is up and then charging your battery and not going to sleep and then literally pulling an all-nighter, going to sneaker con and filming more. Yeah. And then coming back after that going out to eat with everybody having fun. And then that night getting to it, editing, posting, like people don't understand that. And they're always, Oh, it must be nice. And it's like, well, yes. And no, it,
2: it, <laughs> it's like pros. And I cons, would say and no.
0: it must be nice to have, um, a nine to five job because it's like, I've worked the, I've worked at restaurants, uh, warehouse, assembly line, Walmart. Like I've, I've worked construction before. And it's like, the, the the nice thing about having a nine to five job is being able to clock out. Yeah. You clock out, you come home, you play Xbox, you hang out with your friends, you, you do whatever. <laughs> you don't worry about your work. Yeah. You know. And then when you're working for yourself, it's twenty four seven. You'll be laying in bed, you can't sleep because you got a, something has to be done. Yep. You know.
2: Yep. And it's, they don't they it's, don't have those late two three a.m. nights where you're just editing videos and trying to come up with concept ideas. It's like Exactly, It's a different world. Yeah, And like you were saying, man, and, uh, I feel like every night when I'm laying in bed, I'm constantly rolling over, grabbing my phone, going to notes, typing exactly. down new ideas. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, that would be great. Jot this one down. It's like I can't yeah. ever sleep now. I'm just constantly thinking about it.
0: My exactly. notes page on my phone is endless. Crazy. It is endless. endless. <laughs> and, and I... With, with that workflow too, before when I was working a job and doing social media, it was even worse than it is now. There was times I was working at a warehouse on an assembly line. I worked from 6 a.m. to like 5 p.m. Like it was all day. And Man. then when I got off work, I was in working full time. Uh, I was in college full time doing online classes. I was reselling sneakers. And my quota that I had to reach every day, my personal goal was seven TikToks a day and one post on Instagram. So I would be up all night filming, doing homework, cleaning shoes, all that, and then go to work. And then throughout the work day, I would go to the bathroom every hour or two, post a TikTok real quick, get out of work, go sell some shoes. My car was always loaded up with shoes. Even if I didn't have a buyer, it was like, just put the shoes in there, have a whole bunch of cash in my car. This was at the time. And it was like, if I need to wheel and deal some shoes, it is like, you know, I'm already set. So yeah, there was and I wasn't sleeping. It was terrible. (laughs) Um, I, I wasn't sleeping. I was drinking five hour energies and then washing it down with an energy drink. It was like, I was (laughs) literally losing my mind, Yeah, but I was doing, I was doing what I liked doing and it was the first step into that direction of like content and having your own business.
2: Yeah. So how many videos are you posting a day now?
0: Uh, I try to get up one every day, um, what like short form one every day. Um, and then YouTube trying to get, um, I don't know, probably two to three times a week. Uh, but I'm a lot less hard on myself. Now I used to like tear myself apart if I didn't get, you know, X amount of videos up per week or per day or something.
2: But that's what I've had to do on TikTok as well, because like you said, I mean, Even the past few months, I was to the point posting you know, three, four times a day. And then you just get to the point where it's like, okay, let's kind of let this breathe a little bit, pump the brakes, Mm -hmm. maybe one a day, maybe even miss a day. It's fine. And I've realized even on the days I miss, like a random video will just pop off that I posted like a week ago. And I'm like, oh, I guess that Mm -hmm. was a good video, but I was beating myself up because I thought it was trash. But it's like,
0: and I don't know. I'm sure that you've, I'm sure you've experienced this too. I used to get made fun of for taking TikTok seriously. Yeah, I'm oh, like yeah. when I was when I was yep. working at Walmart, and even my own family, they'd be like, "Hey, like, you want to go out to dinner with us, whatever?" And I'm like, "No, I got to make some TikToks tonight." And it was just like, "You're an idiot." Man. Oh
2: yeah, like, wh- who cares? Even with like my friends, and, like you were saying, we all play Xbox, so like it'll be. You know, eleven oh, yeah. midnight, and we're all just sitting there talking, and I'm just blabbering on about TikTok, just analytics. Oh, this yeah. video popped off. Oh, this is this, and they're all, all like, "Dude, shut up! No one cares." Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, but this is what I'm really invested in right now. But you know, yeah, not like, everybody
0: that's gets your business. it. Yeah. that's your that's your baby. Yeah, you know, that's what you that's what your full
1: focus is on. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I watch I watch a lot of Shark Tank, and I know Cuban said this. I mean, like, it's really entrepreneurial to be, to get to that point where it's, you've kind of made it in a sense where you can work four or five hours a day and you got passive income. You got to work 18 hours a day to get to the point where you are right now, where you're talking, I mean, you don't sleep. I mean, a lot of that, and there's still a far Sleep's way to sleep. Sleep's Exactly. <laughs> and I know you have way bigger goals than where you are right now, and it's kind of just, keep going and keep going and but it's that's where a lot of people like you're just making videos like it's, it's dumb or whatever and it's it's changed a lot because there's a lot more people in it now but there definitely is something too where you got to kind of put on grind mode for a little bit to get to a point where it can sustain itself and you don't have to work the nine to five gig
0: yeah and that's that's big and also making that leap making the leap of really doing this full time without Mm -hmm. knowing it's going to work in my head. I actually got fired from one of my jobs and I was like, "Okay, well, I'm making more money than my job, but I'm still not making that much money to where I have bills to pay, I have Mm -hmm. groceries Mm -hmm. to buy and like stuff like that. And so um, for me, it was just like, screw it, I'm going to go in and go full force And I always would dream about having my own, like doing this full time. And I always would think about when I was working a job, like, man, I could like right now I could be 3 xing, you know, what I'm doing on the side if I Mm -hmm. didn't have a job. So I just went full force into it. I took the leap. I took the risk. I had bills to pay. I had an apartment. I didn't do this at my parents' house. It was like when I had my own apartment, my own place, my own bills to pay, um, I just went for it. In the back of my head, I was like, if all else fails, I can go get a part time job at Starbucks or Target or Walmart and then still grind this. But like worst case scenario, I'll go get a little part time job at Starbucks or something. And then yeah. it's like and then mm-hmm. I started thinking if that's the worst case scenario, then pff, run it. Yeah. Let's do it.
2: Lights a fire under your ass, dude. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the way to do it, though. Yeah. Awesome. Well, do you have any more questions, Charlie? Do you want to ask some fun questions? I don't know what you have in your I, list. Uh,
1: I don't. I just wanted to extend the invitation. If you want to plug anything that you're working on or any upcoming projects, I know you just dropped some merch. If you have anything like that you want to kind of shout out and give some uh, credit to feel free now.
0: Yeah. So my platforms, D um, 426 on pretty much everything, but YouTube, YouTube's Chance Dubinick um, for merch. It is sold out, but I had, do have a plan coming up soon. I've talked about it with Charlie, but I do have a plan yep. coming up soon. Um, I actually owe Charlie dinner too, because of the merch. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> he, he made a deal that if they sold out the first day that Charlie would buy, buy me dinner. And if I, didn't sell them out, then I had to buy Charlie
1: dinner. If uh, I'm not mistaken, it took two days. If not, yeah, I think it was I, like I two days. Remember. It was it was right after, so still, I, still great I'll take great you up on turnaround. that, in California. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I with the merch, I didn't realize how much of like actual work goes into that. Oh, it's I'm sure. was crazy. It was uh, a lot, but. Other than that, merch coming, more stuff coming soon, pretty, very soon. Yeah. Uh, trying to figure out on the back end, get some more stuff worked out, and then that's coming soon. New YouTube video is actually dropping in one hour today, but I'm sure this is going to be posted whenever. Yeah, but Thursday. Thursday, but the video will be a few days old, but still go watch it. It's a good video. Um, nice. Excited for that. <laughs> and... I don't really think I have a whole lot left to, uh,
1: to like announce. Do I don't it. know. I but. love it.
2: Well, cool. Let's go we'll... check
1: out everything that he's posting on all the platforms. Exactly. Catch me
0: at sneaker con Bay area. Catch Charles there too. Charlie. Yes, sir. Um, I love yeah,
2: it. That's, well, cool. We can close it yet. out there. I do have one more question to end it off with. So theoretically you walk into a sneaker boutique and there is the one shoe there that you have to buy money's not an option what is the shoe
0: ah uh, for me it would be the chicago one but yeah. i already have it that was the shoe that i was like any it doesn't matter i'm going to own that shoe
1: i knew you were going to say that <laughs>
0: um for me i would say besides the chicago
1: something you don't have let's go that route
0: um, either an off-white Chicago or a, I really, really, really love the Yeezy Ones. Oh, so yeah. one of the Yeezy Ones. That would, that that cool. would probably, probably be it. But... Don't get it twisted. The second I bought whatever shoe that was, when I get home, I'm definitely selling like five pairs. So (laughs) probably smart. smart. Money's not an option, but when I get back home, I'm selling pairs to pay for that. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
2: I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And until next time, peace. Peace. Peace.